Hey everybody, I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. How's it going? How's it going, Rob? The Blue World Order. How's the Blue World Order doing? <laughs> yeah. No one, no one saw the film, Jason. It's a, it's a bummer. Just me. Just me. Mm-hmm. Three times. Took my wife. Packed theater every fucking time, sadly. Double, triple masked. Like, I'm just like putting, I'm like putting more or less like Matroska dolls. Like, is it Matro, you know, those Russian dolls? Like, it's just mass yeah. on mass on mass. I just, eventually you get to my face. But it's just, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's going all right. It's going, it's going all right. It's going yeah. all right. Yeah. Did you know that it, people don't know that it, when it comes to condoms, you should never wear two. When you wear two, <laughs> the, the rubbers rub against each other and then they break. It's true. It's true. So so you can't double bag it, you guys. But you can double mask it. Also doesn't yeah. protect you from herpes, despite what they say. Like, I, don't I don't know from know. personal experience, but I had a buddy who was like, I can't believe it. I'm like, well, juices are flying, bro. Like, welcome to the show. Like, I'm 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 happy. Show. I'm happy to confirm I've gone 43 years, no herpes. Um, but three years, got the Rona. Got the Rona. That's where I've been. I plan on mm-hmm. doing shows all during the Christmas, like like lead up to this and everything like that. And uh, today I woke up, I felt I knew. great. I felt great. I, I wrote this article, did everything, and then I was like, yeah, and then the headache came back. But I'm not having any of that respiratory jazz, like where you can't breathe and stuff. Like it's not like bad. It just I keep getting these like headaches and fogginess, and that's what's like- – Keeping me down. I knew when James was coughing on the show the other day that you were going to get it. Like, I just <laughs> knew it. You know, like, I told him, stop. Why are you doing that? Yeah, Mask up. James. No. Man. Right on the like show. That. I just gave it to it's you. It's not James. Wait, 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 James Washington? James Washington? <laughs> or, oh. No, it wasn't. Hey, hey, James Washington. James Washington is innocent. No, uh, no. Hey, Jazzy, Jazzy James. GJ yeah. Jazzy James, our, our resident. I, I feel like, like I'm in Labyrinth right now. I'm like... And you're there, you know, you know, Labyrinth, the end with um, Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz ending. Oh, Scarif After Dark is there, you know. RF Gaming Channel is there. Should you need us? Kind of thing. But, uh, need yeah. But you boy, know how to end the movie. If you guys thought, <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Um, they didn't. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Did, um, which came out first, Labyrinth or Muppet Family Christmas? Uh, I think Muppet Family Christmas was 87. So when was Labyrinth? Was that the same year? Yeah, it's like it's about the same year. I think it, I feel like Labyrinth came out first, but I might have just seen Labyrinth first. Someone, someone at Lucasfilm was like, or Luke, uh, Henson Labs or whatever, was like just wheeling all the puppets at the end. Like that was the thing they were doing. Just we'll just we'll end it with all the puppets. Everyone will forget. You know, I mean, I love Muppet Family Christmas, but uh, Labyrinth is, you know, it's it's hit or miss. It does have a puppet peen, which mm-hmm. I. I remember being the talk of the town with my uncles. He just, he loved, my nerd uncles loved that that dude was peeing in a stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, uh, that, that movie as like a little kid, that's where I was like, you can do any, whatever you want. And it's funny. Like, like I loved it, but I took my daughter to see it last, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe September or something like that. And at the, in the uh, theater, and oh, it was right. good, and it was it was good. But once you get to that third act, you do realize you do realize it loses steam and it doesn't know what to do. And it kind of like I think they weren't confident the end battle was going to work, 
and then they didn't want it to be too down. But yeah, the end of the, that third act, it doesn't really work uh, in that movie. And uh, I couldn't really see it until I saw it again in, in a theater. And it was like a new experience because I've watched it on VHS for years and then finally like DVD and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I really, I really have a problem. Like even as a kid, I mean, no one brought up the term third act until uh, high school. I didn't hear yeah. that term, right? Like as a kid. But they yeah. would say the ending got slow or the middle was, they would say things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so my mark as a kid was, did I want to watch it again? Will I watch it again? Yeah, I'll watch it again. You know, like yeah. I never wanted to watch Ghostbusters 2 after the first time. It's like, I'm I'm good. But I don't know what I you're talking about right now. Yeah, right. You sound crazy. Vigo the fucking Carpathian, friend. It's not, not good. Not good. Oh, it Sorry. is good. Oh, it's, good. <laughs> it's, it's not. Oh, good. that Bobby Brown song alone makes it worth. That, by you ever watched a music video for that? By the way, like a thousand times. There's a scene with Donald Trump wheels in, and then they cut to Christopher yeah. Reeve, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's a clear Luther Superman like bit. Like it <laughs> clearly, <is. laughs> like it had to be. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he does kind of ruin the music video and Home Alone too as well. Well, Home oh, Alone and the whole Bobby Brown thing, like, <laughs> but, but Home Alone two, not as good as Ghostbusters two. And I stand by that. A lot uh, of comedic sequels are just aren't very good. Let's just be honest, you know, like it's very difficult. What you're stuck in a place of making a different film or making a repeat. I almost yeah. think with comedic sequels, they should almost go like the Aliens route. Just make a totally different genre of a film featuring these characters versus or, even attempting uh, Gremlins two. Who took it from more of the horror place into the comedic? That film would be hated if it came out today. Oh, like yeah. if they you were if Gremlins Two had never come out, like we're finally making Gremlins Two, directed by Ryan Johansson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that fucking this subversive bullshit. Gremlins was a serious horror film, and they're not my Gremlins. You know, like you could just they'd hate Rob, it. Rob, hate if Ryan it. makes Gizmo woke. I'm out. Now, my biggest problem with Ghostbusters 2 um, stems from the fact that Dana should have been the, the next Ghostbuster, kind of like the responsible one running that fucking place. The idea that it's like Jewel of the Nile. You watch uh, Romancing the Stone and then the next movie they broke up they had to get back together again. I don't want to see that movie. We, we already saw them. And then they made Louis Tully the new Ghostbuster and, and Janine. Like, no, nah, I don't I don't I don't is vibe it, with any of that bullshit. Is, is it weird? One part I like to uh, Dana when she's possessed. I, I do think, I think what they should have done is her and Peter should have been together, but Peter should have quit the Ghostbusters. That I can get. Like, she's with them, but he's off doing, like, like he went off, there's more money to be made shilling Ghostbuster shit than actually being one, because then you have to get up and go to work. <laughs> you know, him being on, like, a coast-to-coast -coast show, you know, like, yeah, like shilling conspiracy theories and UFO. It's that That is a great bit that needed to be capitalized on way more. Yeah, Gremlins 2 was hated. But not by this guy. I had the keychain. I bought the keychain of the smart one. Uh, all right. Yeah, so but people didn't start a campaign around Go Gremlins too, Jason. Oh no, then. they just no, moved we, on. Like <laughs> we had, we had little dumb lives. We didn't have to make it. A, um, back then, we understood that it liking something wasn't a personality. That's the. I whole mean, just. Thing. I know, like they go, social media makes everything worse, and that depends on what mood you're in, right? But, like, I think of, like, Predator 2. Not a great film, but if you're, like, a 13-year-old kid with a VHS tape, you're going, like, this is actually pretty fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Let's watch Predator 2. Like, and I think that still holds up. And that movie comes out today, 
fucking internet like table flips you know like mm -hmm. so i just they overreact to this stuff i mean everyone knows that but so rf says rob saw ghostbusters afterlife Actually, yeah I, li uh, I liked it yeah. i was i was down for the count but while i was down for the count i uh bestman told me that um the director left yeah, I also didn't Walmart like the too. gratuitous Walmart bit in the film. Like, I was like, "There's so much other shit you could have done." That that was. I just wished that 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 film was like the pilot, and then we got like a season of of them like road tripping or I don't know, going to different places, and, you, and then you get the movie in New York. I don't know. Like, it's just it's just like it felt like, given like Stranger Things season four is like eight hours long. Ghostbusters that it's a lot of time to wait for that, but it. It looked yeah. great, and it, I liked the cast. I liked. I enjoyed it. It, it was super. Yeah, super I, fun. I didn't. The, the Dana Barrett clothes, though, at the end, that I was like, "Come on, you just I, happen to have that shit." <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I like. Uh, I, I like. Uh, I don't. I like Red Letter Media. I don't agree with their Star Wars like takes. I think they're funny, but I don't really take. Uh, I don't really, you know, I, I find them entertaining, but I don't really agree with it. But their analysis of Ghostbusters Afterlife, though, I. I think it's dead on on that one that I, but I do like the first two acts of that film until you, you get to the, to the, to the third part where it's just like, remember ghostbusters one, it didn't but, need it. But Jason, you know, we're going to get to the star Wars news in a second, but like, Someday. I do think we got to like, I'm not saying be less critical, but mm -hmm. it is like the idea that every time you see something, it needs to be the greatest thing you've ever seen is not a healthy place to be in. Like yeah. every Calvin and Hobbes strip wasn't the greatest Calvin and Hobbes strip when it came out every fucking day in the newspaper for 10 years, you know, like, like overall though, pretty, I mean, pretty fucking great. Right. So like, I'm just like most things, if you get around B minus B, I figured that's a giant win, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, cause it is so hard to make anything that, I mean, look, I can't even gain most of the people on the show hate listening to me. They're here. So like, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're 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 listening for two hours. So like anytime you make something, like I just feel like you should it's a little bit of appreciative. Now, when when they make things, and I feel like they're thumbing, how do I say this? It's a, it's a good example of this. Like, like when they're like, hey, we can spend all the money we want in a fast and affairs movie and don't even have to try. We don't have to do a heist anymore. It's just people doing shit and you're like all right man like mm -hmm. then i just walk out i don't go oh the movie didn't do the third fourth act who fucking knows because it's so subjective but then they go to space and they get you right back in right? no i'm, I'm out i'm out okay. on that one i, I know i even I, i've actually never yeah. seen one bestman bestman and nick i think nick love love them and and, and uh so therefore i love them by proxy but not as a member of my family uh as a member that that's that's my friends baby i would they love them i would say this given that it's different teams like directors making these films like every okay. few movies i wish they would go with like a totally different type of director for for one of them you know like like get your alphonse quar on fast and the furious yeah you know just something hey man give a shot like because if you know they're if they're showing up for this shit they'll show up for anything so just try something a little different you know yeah. just try some it's like 12 movies in give it a shot Brett, Brett, thank you for the super chat. Brett, Brett sent a four ninety nine super chat. Oh, everybody, oh, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, you also, you can follow the yeah. show on uh, any yeah. podcast platform for the most part, the big ones, anyways. Maybe if there's one that we're not on that you want it on, tell me and I'll try to get it on there. Um, I just Only fans. 
Mm-hmm. Only thing you want, yeah, you want you want Rob laying in a pile of comic books. I could get that for you for four ninety nine. Paul's like, <gasps> he runs out and grabs like, a stash. Yeah, <laughs> He's all, that's like that's a comic binge I could get behind if you know what I mean. Wasn't um, the ball pit the the greatest thing when you're a kid, and now it's the most disgusting thing you could think of jumping into, right? Like <laughs> when I was um, fifteen, I ditched high school with this girl from school. We went to the mall, made a bad choice. The mall cops started chasing us around the mall. And then, like, they were, like, going to call the truant officers and everything. And we went into a Burger King and got lunch. We're eating there. Then they see us in there. We couldn't. We had nowhere to go. We were cornered. We went into the ball pit. And we just we just <laughs> laid down in the ball pit. And, Smells and, like dirty socks down there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was in the ball pit for about two hours until uh, it was time for school to be out. Then I was like, free at last. I was more of an astro jumper, <laughs> to be honest. But I did like the – I liked – what I liked about a ball pit, especially the ones they had like at Six Flags, if you ever went to those back in the 80s, had this giant like – in the 80s at Six Flags and Magic Mountain – they had like this whole look. I'm a kid. It was probably smaller than I remember, but it was like a whole like street worth of ball pits that were interconnected. Yeah, right. They were eating up space. I just remember how tired you could get trying to navigate one. Like I just I liked how much fatigue. I didn't have the term fatigue when I'm fucking five, but I knew I got tired. Yeah. I, I like I, this is weird. Why do I get so tired? Like I could run around for days, but in a ball pit, it just knocks the shit out of you. I don't know. Yeah. Like whatever. <laughs> only throns that's what we hey, need to be on only you throns. know what i i have a theory that if we all were hanging out in the ball pit we wouldn't have this virus today we'd be so resilient okay that's wrong um so the question that brett asked super chatter skeletor lover ask is there any indication that moff gideon and his stuff and his stuff is connected to thron it feels weird to have two unconnected overarching villains so uh up front the first part is there, I have seen no connection between Thrawn and Gideon. I think what's important to remember, um, if what I'm hearing is 100% accurate, I, I believe it's accurate, but what, what I'm hearing is that Thrawn is in a new place that we've never been before. This new place with this guy named Balon and his like little Sith-like apprentice, uh, Shin, and they're out there. And they got these new stormtroopers and all that shit. And they're like a whole different thing that it, that's been set up in this. It's been over five years. It's been quite a while that it, that they've been out there. And uh, then we have Gideon who's like in the core and the, the, the guys, the stormtroopers are, I should say the Imperials like in the core areas or, you know, in the known star Wars universe, they're like warlords. Now that's what Mandalorian originally set up is that it, Gideon is essentially a warlord. So they're coming in, they're raiding places, taking whatever they want and just being powerful little assholes, basically. So these things don't appear to be connected, but remember that Mandalorian is going to eventually set up the first order. That's one of the things that, that they teased a long time ago. So with that in mind, um, I would have to think that Thrawn Thrawn may even be what brings these things together. If you think about it, like he's going to come in and uh, he's going to pose a big threat. They're obviously going to defeat him. We know Thrawn isn't leading the first order later on. We know that we don't see Thrawn anywhere after that. So we assume something happens to Thrawn. And uh, so there's a chance that it, when he comes in, does this, does this attack, they end up winning. That's what makes the new Republic go like, 
we don't want any more war because that's that's the other thing that needs to be taken into account. But it's a weird thing to take into account is that they don't the Star Wars galaxy is fatigued with war to go back to that word because they like Mon Mothma. Look at Andor. She goes through all of that and then goes post Return of the Jedi. And then she's like, like, we got to fix whatever we had going before is what keeps making this. We don't want this anymore. But it's also why Leia is like, no, this is bullshit. And then Leia starts the uh, resistance and the First Order is able to rise up out there in the periphery of the galaxy. So they're, you know, for all we know, what Thrawn sets up might be what helps the First Order actually get going early on. I, I don't know, though. I did, so Like the tea party, but yeah. tea for Thrawn. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's, uh, I was, I was cracking up. Um, I wanted to, to hit Brett's super chat, so I didn't want to skip it. I hope I didn't lose it. Yeah. Scarf after dark says, I want to create my only Thrones page. Only, only Thrones fans page. Yeah. Only Thrones. Good one. Only Thrones. That is a pretty damn good one. I gotta say. I do think we made that joke before, but I'll give it to, I'll give it to him. I don't remember. So I'm giving it to, giving it to old Scarif and the, and the I make so many, character. so many cringe jokes. I don't know. <laughs> I'll give this one to Scarif. Uh, Scarif, you get the cringe today. <laughs> Who wins the cringe? Scarif wins the cringe. I feel like "Win the Cringe" is a future song, Jason. You know? Yeah, I feel like it. Um, so I was on a on a just a one last side note. I was playing uh, Fortnite with with old Nick, old man Nick here, and um, when he comes on the show next time, he has to do it, but he does it in impersonation of Obi Wan going. I cannot do it. He's like my brother. And when he says it, it sounds like like he's like from India or something. And he's like, "That's what it sounds like." We're like, "No, it do- no, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> sound like that." Shut up, Nick. You're dumb. And then Nick pulls out the, the, the that quote from. He pulls it. He puts it into the microphone and plays it. And it does sound like it does sound like he's like he's, he's doing his worst Fisher Stevens Obi Wan right. It's, it's short circuit two all over again. Obi Wan Kenobi, pretty much. All right, all right. So let's get into the uh, to the actual like news story here before I die. All right. Isn't so, it crazy how Ali Sheedy and Steve Greenberg had the same haircut in short circuit? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd bring it up. Go ahead. Uh, bronze. <laughs> Kintsugi. Is that how you say that? Do you know how to say that, Rob? I've never actually had to say it out loud. But Kintsugi, Stormtroopers in Star Wars Ahsoka. So Thrawn's Kintsugi, mm, uh, Stormtroopers. I love Rams. a bowl of Kintsugi, Jason. Kintsugi. Mm. All right. Don't be a kint. Uh, mm. The Star Wars sequel trilogy will have an aesthetic influence on the next wave of Dave Filoni Star Wars projects. That's there true. Will be spoilers in this article. You've been warned. So Okay, okay, okay. Just in case anybody doesn't know. Just in case you're dumb. Spoil me. <laughs> Just in Spoil case you're dumb. Me, Jason. I uh, like to be spoiled. Spoil <laughs> I know you do, Dave. Uh, that sequel trilogy style. So last year, I wrote about how the production of Star Wars The Mandalorian would incorporate a form of the Praetorian Guards from Star Wars The Last Jedi into the series. Hmm. While that production has designs inspired by Episode Eight, Star Wars Ahsoka will have designs inspired by Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. In Episode 9, Kylo Ren visits an ape named Albrecht. I think that's how you uh-huh. say it. Guys, I don't fucking know how you say this bullshit, okay? I'm just doing my best. Uh, no, he's an a- NFT, Jason. Okay, Albrecht, the NFT, who is yeah. a blacksmith for the Sith. 
He monkeys mm-hmm. around. See what I did? He monkeys around Ooh. with their armor <laughs> and fixes it up. And then also an old MSW scoop, which, by the way, oh everybody God. gives to Reddit. It's not true. I had all that shit first. Uh, Kylo Ren needs his mask repaired after Snoke made him discard it. In lore, the mask is repaired using Saracian iron. The red mm. iron is used to weld the red cracks of it, of his armor together, giving it that red veiny aesthetic. Go ahead, Dave. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Calm down. It's called Wars... the rise of Skywalker for a reason, James. <laughs> I want to say that red veiny aesthetic. Uh, Star Wars Ahsoka will riff on this aesthetic. Most of the stormtroopers have been destroyed; their armor obliterated, much like Kylo's helmet. However, instead of the red veins running through the rebuilt armor, these troopers have what has been described as golden cracks or yellow veins running <laughs> through their exterior. The mm. visual used in episode nine is based on kintsugi, a Japanese art which translates to golden joinery. Um, broken valuables use sure. gold or silver to mend and join the broken pieces of of and of antique or art i should have should have said of antiques or art the process uh sees the breaks as part of the history of the object mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so also Wiki- i learned all about it playing final fantasy 14 for the last I, years, I learned all about it from wikipedia i ain't gonna lie not even yeah. wikipedia actually wikipedia oh all right so is it saracian right so I somewhat doubt it will be Saracian, as the trooper, as these troopers were reforged by the Night Sisters. In the Clone Wars, the Night Sisters of Dathomir had a green magic, but these are different Night Sisters from a new place, and perhaps their magic is golden instead of green to match the Kintsugi look. I asked it as a question. I don't know because there's no visual effects for them. You know, when they're making the show, um, whatever happened to these troopers? They they had their armor cracked like glass. And then in an awesome showing of power, put back together like Humpty Dumpty. Did the stormtroopers under those sets of armor die? Did the Night Sisters resurrect the stormtroopers with rebuilt armor? We have seen Night Sisters resurrect an undead army to fight Count Dooku and General Grievous's forces. So, I'm, I'm I'm making an implication there, but it's a question. What will these stormtroopers do? These stor- these troopers will be on the hunt, serving Thrawn under the command of Balon. <laughs> but led into battle by the red sabered user named Shin. They will be tracking the re- with the Lord. <laughs> Here, here's kind of the, uh, the sexy part. They will be tracking the reunited Ezra, Sabine, and Ahsoka. I love the visual of a new force user. Red saber united with a battalion of reforged stormtroopers with golden veins through the armor. Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra fleeing from them before being forced to fight. I think it could be visually stunning. Shin will take these Saracian stormtroopers with, with her as she hunts Ahsoka Tano, Ezra, and Sabine. When the trio is finally reunited, they will face off against this new take on the Imperial stormtrooper. The evil adversaries Ahsoka faces off against are going to look cool. Shin in her armor. And see right there, I'm saying too much. I can't say anymore, but Shin has her armor. With a battalion of Kintsugi stormtroopers is going to look so rad. Seeing these Kintsugi stormtroopers on the Chimera answering to a really tall Thrawn should be aesthetically pleasing. And then I say, hey, I want to hear your theories so you can leave comments. Uh, you can join, become a channel member, like, as you guys are in the chat are, which I appreciate. And participate in the community and channel members and Patreon supporters get access to the Making Star Wars Discord. And uh, if you do join and you, you can't find where to get access to it, just hit me up and I will send it to you. 
and uh yeah and we're on all the podcast formats now so there's that too so there's the story and i'm sticking to it that's the story but yeah i have the the uh like like the they're pretty much kylo ren's armor but golden and um show's gonna have its own vibe its own its own look you know with the bad guys from this blue motherfucker thrawn we're gonna have these stormtroopers put about with this cracked golden armor we're gonna have like our new sith apprentice if you will when i say sith apprentice i mean that in quotations i don't know what she is she might be like i don't know a a cliff it's like it's it's a new sith i don't know i have no idea what what, what they are but <laughs> from Balons. yeah cliff cliff the cliff knights well if you remember he was in house too he does, you remember, he does adventure. He's, he's an empire strikes back <laughs> he's an adventurer so but he's an empire strikes back as well i know he's an it. empire yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But. not as an adventure it's just like some desk jockey yeah i don't know i mean he has a mustache so i think he fucks i mean that mustache pretty i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was princess leia's first boyfriend um but yeah anyways yeah so that's that's i the, mean uh, it's very lori you know it's very feloni i i i what i do th- like is that that when he does that stuff it doesn't really become the focus of the show it's just a thing so it's like you know yeah it's yeah, not that's, like what i like about it dude is that like if something exists somewhere then it's open game to be used in that universe like like if that's what they did with kylo's stuff then you could do it somewhere else like i don't want things to be used to hell like like you know like uh carbonite right i could go the rest of my fucking life and never <laughs> see anything put in carbonite again in my whole life okay at the same time i will concede if they do it there they can do it here you know what i mean like i don't like like in People. Mandalorian season one when he puts the guys in carbonite i think that's kind of dumb but at the same time, I'm like, well, why wouldn't he? If you heard about it, why wouldn't he? Right? Like, it, word got around. Right. You can do that to people. Yeah. So, so it's like yeah. it, it becomes one person starts to do this, Jason, on their thumbnails on YouTube, but now fucking everyone, you know. Oh, what if? What if? Whenever I have an idea, <laughs> you like a like a light bulb. Yeah. And now all of fucking YouTube. I mean, even news channels have these thumbs. I, I like, fucking started that. Licking the light bulb. That was my <laughs> idea. Okay. That was my, that was me. No, no, Jason, that's Yahoo serious. Like oh. we saw young Einstein. Oh yeah. The same summer as Ghostbusters too. And yeah. Like, so sorry. I, you guys, you still as, as, as a young yeah, man, serious. I used to be able to do a Yahoo serious hair. I used to be able to till you God, put bubbles in the beer. Till God took my powers. God took my powers. <laughs> <laughs> But my um, friends will go, is that real? Did all that really happen? But yes, that's really how it all went down. <laughs> so um Chillmonger touches on a really important scene in Ahsoka. Um getting and throwing get haircuts at the same villain barbershop. Uh actually, um Crosshair from Bad Batch opens up a barbershop called Crosshair. Get it? Crosshair. And he ha- he opens up a second location, and you know what it's called, Rob? Hair to the Empire. And that's where they get that's where they get their haircut. Everybody knows that. 
It's Lord. No, Jason, John wanted to call it the Boba Shop. That's going to be season <laughs> two, Book of Boba Shop. And he's going to cut your hair with respect. With know respect. what I'm saying? With respect. He just, yeah. sh- he just gives buzz cuts. He doesn't know. Everyone, everyone just come in there. They get, they get, they get a back to treatment. They get it's, a it's haircut. A, yeah, hmm. I'm pretty sure Thrawn gets a back to fade. Oh, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, anyways, like like in this um uh oh wait, wait, which spelling error do I have right now? Which which spelling error did I make this time? What's what's my current spelling error? Uh I, I would blame it on 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 the COVID, but you know, I'm probably just dumb. But uh anyways, uh, blame it on the AI. You you just use chat GP. <laughs> <laughs> Kintsugi is well. It's it's Sarasian. This like ore, and in, in in the lore, it's an ore from an asteroid that they that the Sith like Monkey Man uses to fix the shit up. And uh, so, is it called Sarasian? I I have heard it as referred to as that in this show. However. I don't know if that's what they're actually going to go with. Every now and then you'll you'll hear something like for instance those the the dudes we're going to see in the next Mandalorian that thing are called Praetorians. Are they going to actually be called Praetorians when the lore takes over? I, I don't know, I can't say. Every now and then at the barbershop, <clears throat> they like to bring up Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was fun. I'm like you like the uh, monkey that fixed the armor? And they're like, I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> He's the best part they, of the they movie. Delete, they're deleting parts of the film to remember. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it's clever. It's clever. All right. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, a monkey man who fixes the armor is probably the, like, my favorite part of that movie, honestly. You know, if it, if the montage was done to the DK rap, I'd go with it. You know? I, In terms of like without taking a detour into episode nine critiques, I, I really, really do dislike the fact that it Kylo goes with the mask back on. Um, right. I think it undoes the progression of where where he's going and what he's becoming. And right. uh, but at the same time, if you have a monkey do it, I can't get mad at you. Like that, JJ is really good with this shit. He's like, hey, if we, if a monkey does it, you can't get mad. And I, I, I thought JJ, you son of a bitch, you did it again. I feel um, like the monkey was. Chris Terrio, though, like that dude, mm-hmm. he gets really weird. You ever hear him talk about like his writing process for like the Justice League stuff? And but does he write at a zoo or something? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a guy who like I'm not saying you have to be a fan of something to make something. I don't think that at all. Oh, not at but all. like I do think you. I don't know. I feel like like when you're when you're how do I say this? There's a difference between like. Certain mashups make sense, like the BC Boys Ghostbuster mashup. Like you go, wow, that that should have always been there. And then every now and then you get like, you know, you get like a Huey Lewis and the Metallica mashup. And you're like, all right, it's it's novel, but I don't know if that's like actually riffing on. You know, it doesn't really. It's it's like clever, but I don't know about that. So Terrio's more like in that second category, I'd say. Baymax says, Happy New Year. Been swimming in the North Sea, fucking freezing. Balls went up inside it and talking like Jar Jar. Hey. Like drinking piss out of a peach jar and then eating Jolly Ranchers. It's, I don't know. I don't know if that's like the thing I was like, huh. All right. I mean, it's yeah. it's a take. It's a take. Yeah. Well, um, 
I hung out with Clancy Brown one night and like I told him, I was like, you know what the coolest thing about you in the whole world is? It's not only that you're on Star Wars, but Queen wrote your theme song. And 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 that's why Highlander 2 fucking sucks. It has no fucking Kurgan. And oh. I think it what it plays, uh it I think it plays Hammer to Fall, and he says it's the kind of magic or something like that, and he fucking walks up. I am Christopher Lambert. I don't, well, it's, it's a kind of like magic playing in a jukebox in that the jukebox, that, that, yeah, yeah, it's playing in the jukebox. I, yeah, I would definitely. say though, man, look, Highlander two is pretty bad, but but Highlander three or Mario Van Peoples, where he pretends to be Kurgan, is worse. Mm-hmm. At least Highlander two wasn't bringing out a villain to pretend to be the Kurgan because we need a Kurgan. Yeah. Let's get Mario Van Peoples. Mario <laughs> man, Mario Van Peoples <laughs> is like the nicest guy. <laughs> I know. And he should not be forced to pretend to be Clancy Brown, like it, like that that like, last Terminator movie. There's just this like really nice looking fucking dude. He's like I'm the, the like the the uh, new Terminator that's gonna kill the new John Connor. And I was like, that guy looks just too nice, you know. Look, I I, I haven't watched a Terminator film since uh, Salvation. I, I'm out unless James Cameron's making it. I'm that out. the uh, the uh, last one is the best one they've done beyond the first two but i hear you at, at the but, same no I, I mean it's good but it's not great so right, well, then it's i'll not, get around to it but, but you know no but but ultimately not enough not good enough after all of the bad attempts at another one does that make sense yeah like it, i haven't it, watched it was it was a lot it was yeah it's you will probably have a good time if you do watch it. It's kind of funny watching fucking John Connor get killed. You're like, yeah, John Connor, they fucking got you, dude. They fucking got you. That was like me with COVID after three years. Like fucking John Connor in my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Baymax says, uh, Nick, how is Bessie doing? Is he like Rex Ham fan by any chance? I don't know what you fucking weirdos are talking about over there in that from the other part of the world. But um I will say uh, I saw a really good movie um, called fucking COVID. Damn you. I lost it. I lost it. After Sun. Man, it's fucking depressing, dude. But uh, definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching. I, I, I highly recommend After Sun. I think it's my favorite movie of uh, 2022. And it, and it's for grownups. It's not, it's not um, dumb. It's about like a... Uh, it's like a father and his daughter and they're on vacation and you very quickly learn something happened because she's like reminiscing about this vacation. So, you know, something weird's going to happen. And throughout it, there's like all these like horror film conventions that happen throughout it. But it's like, it's really good. It's not, it's not a horror film though. It's really good though. Anyways. Um, yeah. So what what's going on with our, with the chat here? Wait, what, what do you say? Uh, Robert Sinclair says, Jason was all over the Kintsugi Kylo Ren helmet story during episode nine. I remember it well. Yeah. I had like, like that was a, that was one of the funnier stories. Um, that one's up there for when someone's like, listen, Jason, I'm going to tell you something, but you can't, you can't say anything until you get more sources on it. <laughs> okay. Well, Chimpsugi. Yeah. yeah. A fucking, a fucking monkey. He's fucking makes a Kylo Ren's armor again, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> Like, like, and I'm like, I'm like, are you just trying to humiliate me? Like, like I wouldn't run that. <laughs> like, you like Lancelot Link? You like it? Yeah. You like, you like it when uh, they get monkeys to move their lips and pretend to be James Bond? 
Well, we got something for you. <laughs> but this is this is why, like, like this story today. I I didn't run this story until I had like multiple sources on it. You know what I mean? Saying multiple sources saying the same exact thing. Um, and what I put in the article were the commonalities of what these people were saying. There's and there's more scenes with these with these stormtroopers than what I talk about. But you know, I'm not gonna drop all of that in because they uh, link to other stories I'm working on. And so, like, I'm just making this up. If, uh, you know, remember that movie Dunstan Checks In? So if we have yes. that monkey from Dunstan <laughs> Checks LeBlanc. In. And, yeah, yeah. And he's, and he's, and he's building, yes. like, the armor. If yes. I go talk about that, then people can go fake more scenes and make up. When that came out, that so. I told my conservative friends there's a chance that Joey could become president of the United States. I mean, oh, the, the key is to act with a monkey. And then they make you, they make you a governor, and then they make you president. That's how it works. So he's check one. Should have told me that. <laughs> when when Malablock runs for governor of California in a few years, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Marty says Rob is bang on regarding Predator Two. Remember when we'd search through these sequels, like we were looking for diamonds in a pile of southern glass, rather than than having huge meltdown. Yeah, yeah, I, and that's like I would say Rise of Skywalker. Had it come out when I was a kid, I would be like, "Yeah, dude, you know, like I'd be far less critical of it." I, I, I yeah. totally would admit that. I know, like, but I would have said, and I'm pretty certain because I consistently live in the '90s when I'm working. I'm working on a lot of '90s shit the past ten years, so it's weird. Mm -hmm. I'm like, "All right, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? What was my?" I would have said it just did not feel like the end of three films. I'm certain I would have like Predator Two felt like it was going to that aliens Predator bit, you know. Then I guess eventually they did that, but not it's like ten years later. Yeah. But uh, Rise of Skywalker, yeah, would have probably been. But it didn't have like the cool thing about Predator Two, as weird a fucking movie as that is, is it did have a totally different setting, right? It didn't try to just recreate the mm -hmm. first film in a jungle. Then it had was it Gary Busey as one of those batshit fucking military like police dudes ever and he gets cut in half remember the cut in half bit where the blood falls down in slow much like that shot alone and it has the spear they gave the predator the spear in that disc the battering you got like a battering yeah. so they added some cool weapons which you know yeah i mean it's better than die hard too i would say without a it, doubt like the the uh the thing about for, for me is i look at it like <clears throat> I wanted I wanted episode nine to be this, but this is what it is. And then I look at like what the what the creative like if I agree or disagree, what the creative decisions were and like where they try to look at where they were coming from and where they were coming from is so unbelievably stupid that I can't get then I just fucking write it off and just hate it forever. Like I, I tried to like Willow. I tried to go with it. I tried to like there is some good stuff to it and I could see that. But I'm like, you know, at the at the end of the day, I'm never going to be able to watch a Willow series with people with screen printed T-shirt wearing jeans and fucking rock music playing that my dad listened to. The, the fucking that's fucking so misguided. It's so off base. I will it will never ever work for me. But then I like, uh, but then like for instance, you and I agree with you about Solo. I think that the Kessel Run, fucking whatever about that, what they made that Kessel Run. Ooh, it's just tonally misguided as a summer it's film just, as a han solo movie yeah. it's just tonally it's just the idea of it is like this is a different thing right this but, is a different but thing. i'm able to go and say <laughs> my idea for it was better that's just that and then i'm able like to, it like, would appreciate been cool. the movie for what it is 
Right. Like if that idea of like a uh, 20,000 leagues and to see Kessel run bit, if that was what the Kessel run looked like now, like in Boba Fett, because like if book of Boba Fett went back to that and yeah. that's a result of some shenanigans Han Solo did 30 years before. That's funny. You know what I mean? You could do the fun Han Solo. Here's how you fucking wreck the Kessel and unleash a giant monster that haunts it to this day would be hilarious. You know, like Han Solo still fucking with Boba Fett somehow. You know, like in the future, even though he's gone and or not around or busy. So like, but just tonally, it's all over the fucking place. I, I would say the thing about, if I remember right, Predator 2 came out around the same time as I discovered Batman versus Predator, the comic. And the Batman versus Predator comic is way better, Jason, than it had any right to like, it was like, so was like, that, was, I, that the, uh, was that the, was that the, the uh, Dark Horse ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were, I remember Andy Kuber drew guys. it. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I didn't and like, own them, but but uh, kids at school had them, and I I read them at school. I remember that. Yeah, my buddy, he was the one who'd always get everything. This guy, Mike, Mike Hightower. He was the he could draw. He was the best artist in school, but he was also like my friend. And mm-hmm. his dad got him all the comics, and he brought that shit down. He's like, check this out. I was like, whoa! Then I read it. I'm like, this is actually really good. Did, did, he, become, did he become a pr- professional in art? No. <laughs> no, oh, I'm the only one in the school. I'm so what? The, it didn't matter. Peaked no. early, Mr. Hightower. But I cite Mike Hightower as an early influence on my art. So, okay. <laughs> so when people go, "You suck," I might blame it on Mike Hightower, like you know, influence. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm sure Mike Hightower is a great guy, and he followed. Yeah, you, as he wanted. He to. was that kid who could <laughs> skate and draw, Jason. You oh. know what I mean? So he probably had like, some cool skateboards then, huh? He's probably drawing some like cool. Yeah, shit, like we had the with, thin wheels. When that was like, with, like big titties and fucking bazookas and katanas and shit. I showed him the like skateboard katana. my mom got me for Christmas from Toys R Us with these big fat wheels. He's like, you can't be riding that around town. <laughs> like, first off, I'm not riding any skateboard out my fucking door. This is on. <laughs> I got the worst balance. But uh, yeah. No. Yeah. As a true loves the Tross. Albert Tross. Where is Albert? Albert's not here today. Um. Peter Griffin says, for Santa's extra credit, I said Ohio State will miss a game-winning field goal. Too soon? I don't know anything about football, so if you say so. Uh, Rosie says, (laughs) yeah, we don't know anything. (laughs) We don't know where we're at. All I hear is, Rosie Day says, damn, the bad guys sound like they're they're going to look very cool. I hope the good guys get a new cool look, too, as for a purple lightsaber. yeah, I I uh I don't know about about what color. I don't I don't know for certain what color Ezra's lightsaber color is in this, you know. Um I just know that it we got that red taupe. one. Taupe. It's a very soothing lightsaber. So, wow, I like your lightsaber. He's all it's taupe. Okay. Okay, Ezra fuck, dude. Ezra kind of became a big dick out here. Started going to Bath and Body Works all the time, being real particular about swaths of color. And big Dathomir energy out there. Dathomir. Terminator fat was fat was awesome. Fate, oh, dark fate. Dark fate. Dark fate. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, I liked it. I actually um I thought it was I mean going in the in the right direction. Like the idea is if John Connor saves himself and this thing's still gonna happen because the thing so so somebody else becomes John Connor. I mean it makes sense. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I just I don't know, like if Cameron ain't doing like the thing is he's he's you know he had to sell that script to to get the movie made right so yeah. like he didn't he didn't own it and it was like a random fluke 
godson that they even wanted him back to do the sequel because they didn't have to could have hired anybody but they got him and you know it's just i just i saw rise of the machines i saw salvation like i like linda hamilton i thought she looked great in the trailers but if james cameron ain't doing it or if it doesn't have like the, it maybe should have more of a gorilla feel like a less budget mm-hmm. you know more of a terminator one smaller thing you know like the night but it's just another hundred million dollar film that might like, well then just I don't know, like, wait till you're done with Avatars and make it when you're 80, because I don't think Cameron's going to lose his edge when he's, you know, he's one of those guys well, blowing well, shit up. <laughs> my, my, like, From armchair, my, like, armchair on that on that last one is it was fucking pretty cool when they killed John Connor, right? But at the same time, it sucks that they killed John Connor, because you're like, oh, shit, it's John Connor from Terminator 2, and then he's dead, you're like, oh, shit. I like it. But um, I, I think they should have had it where um, John Connor knows what they did and then knows that this other kid is the new john connor now that it's not him well, that this thing is still going to happen and then he still had he got out but he's still in because he has a responsibility towards the future you know and my the war my feeling about the terminator 3 after rise of the machines right because i didn't really think about whatever they do until i saw that movie and i'm like this fucking film was you know i was like okay terminator 2 we see john connor the resistance send the terminator back right but like, even if that dude's successful, which he was, right, and they save their future, they don't save that future. It's not like it's all of a sudden John Connor of that future, the dark future, right? Yeah, was so was um gonna like look around and everything gets better. Like they're still fucked. They still have to fight for their, you know, to the bitter end. So I was like, all right, so just do the opening scene where you see them send that back, and then they're like, what now? And he's like, I don't know. I only know this part. You know what I mean? Like we got to survive. Survive. That's it. Yeah, it's not going to get better. Like, and so then, like, call it dark future. So you, you, you. Yeah, they did save an alternate timeline where that future got. But this, these people still have to live in this fucking thing. And what do you do? You know, like they yeah. made it better for everyone else, but that doesn't. It's like when, you know, you make the world a better place, but it's kind of not going to help everyone. You know, it's going to help other people. I don't know. Like, there's something no, there. That, that's what I like about uh, the book and the mostly the uh, the uh, new show uh, version of Kindred is you have a black woman who's doing very well for herself more or less today who's time traveling back and she could help people enslaved on the underground railroad and her white boyfriend or they can just go back to the present act like it didn't happen and like well what do you do like in that kind of thing because uh, that shit's still like in this other dimension is still a thing you know and that's a that that's a fun place to take time travel stories, and uh and one last thing about time travel: the world between worlds is not time travel. Stop sending me your stupid oh. theories because it's not Sorry. what it is. It's like a mirror where you could see alternate visions of what could happen or could have happened. You know, old friends long gone, that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, but p- people think that, like, you know, they're going to make this alternate Star Wars. Oh, they're going to they're gonna leapfrog the sequel trilogy. And then here I am telling you about, like, two things where they're, like, literally taking sequel trilogy stuff to put it to the new shows. Um, but I will say uh, a mutual a mutual friend of ours who I do trust did say that F- Filoni was, was a little pretty critical of the sequel trilogy, actually. That part is true. But the whole hates it thing, that's not true. Not exactly. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine. Well, it's Hollywood, so anything's possible. But like a guy who works at a company, not like a director that you hired on or someone, right? Like, remember 
when when you bring people on board for projects, they're like they're they're partnerships. They're not like an employee. I know people go, "You hire their employee." No, nah, it's not the same thing. But Filoni's an employee. He has a health plan and a fucking. He's got all that shit. He's got an HR stupid, department, stupid hat. Yeah, all that stuff. So employees can't run around going, "This shit was bullshit." It's just not, especially when you're up at the upper levels. Like yeah. you can be critical, like, "Hey, you know, here's some things we could have done." Blah 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 blah. You know, and I missed the, you know, but always with the, but we can use this here to lift this and to do that, because it just it in a world of relationships, as as a lot of this these projects are. To be the guy bad mouth and everything just sets up well, people talk in town and you're gonna be like that guy just shits on everything you do after the fact why fucking work for him um, you know? who's the guy from ilm i'm drawing a blank on name right now who came up with the rogue one story with greg witta no no greg witta just oh, fucking john noll john noll yeah, yeah john look at look at john noll in the beginning documentary where he's showing his reservations for the not only some of the of the of the creative ideas, but for the but the logistics and for the record, a lot of you guys get the logistics and the creative confused in that documentary. Right, that, that that is true. But look at how he goes about it. That's probably about as fucking out there as you can go in that. You're talking about you, you kind of shorthand that in the episode one documentary when Lucas beginning. is showing how many visual effects are going to be when he puts the storyboards. He's got a, he's literally got a board with storyboards and he's with the highlighter marking it. Yeah, that's digital. No, that's fake. That's digital. And just watch John Nogo. Yeah. <laughs> also, too. Yeah. Also, a little performative because uh, in reality, they were telling George probably what's going to be digital. George George isn't isn't out there fucking. Yeah, but then he does it. You know, yeah, and he's yeah. like, you know, what are we gonna do? You know, and then you're like, fuck. The reality <laughs> sets in. You got to do that work. Um. So, uh, two things. Uh, there was an article with John Kasdan. Um, where he talks about how uh, Metallica was always a part of that uh, scene. And I was like, God damn it, Kasdan, you fucking shat the bed. But also, um, James Washington <laughs> says, Willow episode six was actually really good. It felt like an old 80s movie with the rest of it still bad, though. Yeah, that's 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 the stuff. Like I, like, I am in no way saying that there's not, like, good things in it. And I even, Christian Slater's character is fucking great. Then he's just dead. I mean, you don't see him die. So you can say like you see all these like trolls like go over him, and they're like, oh yeah, but I mean like, I don't know, I don't know, man. Um, it just it yeah, but it's just it's broken, you know. It's uh it, for me it's broken, and uh you know it does it doesn't sound like it like it. Willow always had like kind of an uphill battle, and it's kind of funny because if you ask me, the idea of doing fantasy. That's not like a red wedding every fucking time. No one's getting ard, you know, and stuff like that, where you're just like, this is a fucking Star Wars level fantasy. There's a big place for that. But it doesn't mean that because you're not doing fucking Lord of the Rings, because you're not doing House of Dragons, uh, it doesn't because you're because you're not doing that doesn't mean you have to go completely the other way and it's all a fucking laugh either. And and wouldn't it be funny if if a brownie wore a rock and roll T-shirt and their village or their house was just in General Kale's village? Like all of this convenient, stupid diatribe. It's just shit. They fucked it up. I would like to drop the ball. I would say he's, you know, John Kazan's definitely getting his flavor of whatever creatively into the things he works on. I've just not been interested in it. You know, Uh, not the worst thing in the world. You know, it's there's far worse shit to watch. Like. You know, I mean, 
let's be honest morbius <laughs> not yeah, yeah. Know, the venom films it's that's not no whatever. exactly but uh this is just like like how do i say this it's like gotta make it more for than just i guess you make it for yourself but like oh man dude it's i always go like when i'm working on some man it's like uh, this is what i want to do i'm gonna set it set you guys up on it but i always try to filter it through and it's hard to do the first time someone looks at something and i learned this doing t-shirts because like there's no advertisements for t-shirts like like a sale but there isn't like an ad campaign go to the shirt get a t-shirt like the t-shirt sells like it's like the most non-committal purchase it's it's an upsell but it's not handing it's like a candy bar it's it's not at the fucking cash register you gotta walk by and go oh (laughs) you know (laughs) like like i'll go get that too and so you have to like think about okay when someone comes in and they're 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 like oh another Deadpool shirt. How many fucking Deadpool shirts do I need? And then you have to get them on something cool or irreverent or whatever it is. And the Willow thing feels like like we said like he was in his room listening to Metallica, watching Willow, and then he put them all together. And it's like yeah, but that no one else had that experience but you. So I don't know if like it's been so I don't know man. Like if had you if they. Top Gun Maverick didn't recreate Top Gun, but it made damn certain that like whoever went in there got that Top Gun vibe, right? Like they didn't walk yeah. out with like a totally different fucking film. So. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the uh, thing is like when you see even Empire and Jedi, you know, you can see how Empire and Jedi are different films from A New Hope. You can see where, yeah, right. but but it was still <clears throat> it was still a dimension of that world very clearly. And there was never a time when you hear James Horner's music in the original Willow and, and you think Crimson and Clover. <laughs> you just don't, that doesn't happen. That, that, that is not, that does not make sense. And, and it does not sit with the original. That the other thing is like, does this sit beside the original thing in harmony? No, it like literally sits in fucking disharmony and it's not good. A lot of the, the defenders are like, hey, this is fantasy, so you can't say. And it's like, no, you're right. You can't say what it could like, like, could there be scientific, could there be sciencey stuff in it? Sure, I would be okay with that. Could there have been a robot like in like a like a final fantasy game or something? I guess, yeah, you could do that. I don't think you should, but you could. But uh, at the same time, um, to act like it doesn't break the conventions of the genre as defined by the original film is a complete fucking farce. That's a lie. You are wrong. You are completely wrong with that one. So, um, but doesn't mean that you have to have to dislike the show. Uh, I could see liking the show and thinking it's a bad sequel to Willow at the same time, just thinking it's two different things. I mean, I tried that, it just didn't work for me. So that's it. I won't talk about it anymore. Uh, and, um, <laughs> which is the real make, shame of it no i, I always tell people the, the real shame isn't that something's good or bad it's when it's irrelevant mm-hmm. when you make something that people go oh yeah that came out uh like yeah like even if it's bad you're like this fucking thing is so bad it, at least people are like looking at it when people are like oh yeah then it's just like ooh, that's a as a creative that's a tough place to be in because you can't you can't get any feed feedback loop you know there's there's always a chance something really dumb can make a lot of money right jason all the time, but <laughs> all the time, right? But uh, right. in this case, Kanye West yeah. has made more money than all of us put together many times over, and he's very dumb. Uh, <laughs> um, Don says, "Thank you." It's never been time travel; it's parallel world, mirror world. Yeah, I mean, 
when you when you really look at what the world between worlds is, is it's essentially it's a, a tangible way of giving us visions without it just being like, now I'm having a vision, you know, and you see it like kind of thing. And um, it, it, it's, it's sort of like that, but also, I, and for the record, never really been a big fan of the world between worlds as it was introduced though. I don't hate it just, but I understand what it is and what it isn't. Uh, Chill says we can say what world between worlds is not more than we can say what it is. That's fair. <laughs> That is fair, Mr. Mr. Monger. Or is it Miss Monger? I don't know, but it's chill either way. So we're okay, on uh we're almost to an hour here, Jason. Do we do we want to bring up is you think it's true what Bespin says about Linda Lost? Oh yeah, he wants us to oh yeah, there was that other story. Is Bespin in here today? No. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll bring up the Bespin article. We could talk about it. Um Bespin covered this. And like for the record, I'm not like uh, um, I'm not throwing any any shade here when I say this, but like basically, um, what this story in a lot of ways is sort of like not like really a lot to it, but it does seem like the originator of this of this stuff um, is friends with the person who leaked the original stuff that was all true. So uh, I think it's worth worth looking at. Um, I'm going to bring up Bestman's article because I know where that one is. All right. So look right here. We got Lind Linda Lost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in the spring of <laughs> last year, it was reported by Jeff Snyder, the Ian Snyder, that, uh, via the Inkler, that the writer behind critically acclaimed television series, The Leftovers and The Watchmen, as well as films including Prometheus and Tomorrowland, Man, he loves dropping in those names. Too many names today for me, best friend. I'm going to skip the names today. Was working. Okay, so Lindelof was working on a Star Wars film. Since then, development of the film has seemingly progressed swiftly and smoothly. Lindelof is writing the film alongside uh, Justin Britt Gibson, who is best known for writing um, episodes of the series Badlands and Counterpart, and will be directed by Miss Marvel's Shermin Obeyed Chinoy. In addition to Obey Chinoy and Britt Gibson, two people with people with hyphenated names, being on board, Lindelof also has a writer's room for the project, which includes Patrick uh, Somerville, uh, a bunch of people. And uh, Dave Floney was even there. He's like, hey, I don't have to take my hat. Who likes my hat? Uh, the reporter who first broke that Lindelof was working on a Star Wars film has given updates in the months following reporting that the film will take the December 2025 release date, which has previously held by Taika Waititi's Star Wars film, and that Lindelof's project will film sometime this year. Now, World of Real has followed up with Snyder's report. And on Snyder's show, uh, he like cites them as being homies, I think. So that's worth noting. And now exclusively reporting that Damon Lindelof's Star Wars movie will start shooting in April of this year. And... Uh, April April is like a little bit earlier than than what what I had heard. I had heard it was going to be uh, like summer, but at the same time, I, I'm not saying it's wrong or anything like that. I'm saying like that's good news. That means they're they're ready to go. They're they're, they're way closer to being ready to go. Um, World of Real has no additional details on the project, such as where it will be filming. The belief is Pinewood Studios, London, or Shinfield Studios, Berkshire. Uh, nope, nope, no Berkshire. We're losing the Berkshire. Shinfield, just Shinfield. Yeah, I think it's going to be at Pinewood. 
Uh, but what's interesting is that in the summer of last year, the Hollywood Reporter claimed that Taika Waititi's film was slated to begin filming around the same time this year and that his film was further along than what he had led fans to believe, downplaying how far in development the project was. I cannot confirm at this time what the project is, but a number of weeks I've been hearing a Star Wars project has been prepped at Pinewood Studios, London, in addition to filming currently being underway at the studio for the second season of Andor and some scenes for Acolyte, which is primarily filming at Shinfield. Uh, what about the Berkshire? What She left off the Berkshire on that one. What a fucking poser, dude. What a fucking poser. Um, anyways, so 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 yeah, Bespin's been hearing that if that that there's going to be some stuff going down at Pinewood. I believe, I believe him. Uh, in the reports from Snyder, a world of real are to be believed. If the reports from Snyder, which they are to be believed, uh, then the next film in the Star Wars franchise will come from Damon Lindelof, and that YTD's film is now seemingly on the back burner. Got back burnered. Lucasfilm and Disney have two dates marked for Star Wars films, December 19th, 2025, and December 17th, 2027. In addition to Lindelof and Waititi, Patty Jenkins, Brian Johnson, and Kevin Feige all have Star Wars film projects announced to be in some form of development. Past reports from the trades have claimed that Lindelof's film, set post-sequel trilogy, is being written as a standalone piece, but if successful, sequels will be developed. And that's, that's the other thing. That writer's room? That writer's room is about that. You don't need a writer's room to write to write a film. That writer's room is about, about all of these opportunities and making them line up for the next films. So whilst the initial 2027 was likely earmarked for one of those projects from the filmmakers listed, that date could eventually be um, housed by a sequel to Lindelof's upcom- upcoming flick. So there we have it right there. There we have it. We, Lindelof stuff is... Uh, is a thing and uh ytd was supposed to turn in his script in december it was supposed to they were supposed to pretty much accept what he had or green light it at that point so the, the the question i have when i hear all of this is what's the story there like that's what i want to know um whenever rob goes on to the insider show and gives him a super chat uh rob needs to super chat him and say hey so what happened to White to, to Tyka's film? Is and and is Tyka's film probably dead forever? Is it a bad situation or a good situation? That kind of stuff. Because I'm because 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 uh, Snyder, the in Snyder, he made it sound like he knew what was going on there and he couldn't say anything. And then we have his buddy at World of Real telling the rest of the story, which is just this one the caveat really that it's going to film start filming in April. Um, one thing I would say about that. I could be wrong, but I heard it would be filming in the summer. What if there? What if the the actual sets are going to go up in April? April and May you build sets, and then in June you start shooting. I, that I seems think, more likely. I think that's what's actually going on there. Yeah. But but that's just my analysis, and based off of what I had heard quite a while ago now, months ago now at this point. So so that's what I think is going on there. If you that that that's my analysis. That's my. I wouldn't even call it a contribution to the story, but that's that's my that's my take. So, <coughs> and thank you, James, for the for the uh, for the uh, super chat. Nanu nanu, buddy. Nanu nanu nanu. Uh, but yeah. So so, anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to it. I I do think it's going to be a I do think it's going to be a new series of films. 
Um, I do think that that writer's room is more about those film opportunities. And um, I think the interesting thing could be that the, the Dave Filoni being a part of that might be because Dave Filoni might get a film one day. That's something, something to consider. I don't think people should start reading. We got discovered articles about it and taking them seriously, but I do think that that, that could be the implication. He is part of the Lucasfilm story group, which is, which is, notable that's that's the thing and this uh, this quote writer's room i think is essentially the and when i say the lucasfilm story group i mean as created for creatives not as in uh you can't put that in your book because that's sarassi and steel you know n- not that <laughs> not that that's like a different thing. it's a different different so green friend jason is skeleton crew done filming yet you heard anything on that oh oh, yeah i have uh just read into that what you want uh oh oh, it could have been a covid fever dream but uh it doesn't look good um (laughs) star wars makes says jude law should play a majestic hut uh, for the record, I do think a skeleton crew will come out. I'm not saying that, just for the record. I just don't know when. Um, skeleton crew, Jude Law uh, should play a majestic hut. Man, we we were we were talking about that yesterday. We were like we were like talking about me and uh, Bespin were like, man, it's gonna be cool when these like golden stormtroopers show up in uh, Fortnite. Yeah, like who do you think they'll make? And then we're like we were talking about like the Ahsoka thing, like. Like, would they put Thrawn in Fortnite? I don't know, man. Probably not, but that'd be cool. And then we're like, and then we're like talking about skeleton crew. Like, what are they gonna do? Put Jude Law, on a, the little elephant kid, as a backling? <laughs> like, like right now, I'm like, we don't really have anything from Skeleton Crew, but they also didn't do anything from Andor for, for Fortnite. But I, I think, uh, I think all of the, I think Mandalorian and um, Mandalorian and Ahsoka sh- series will probably take care of the Fortnite stuff, you know, and that kind of jazz, like the those kind of opportunities so but yeah. uh yeah but yeah there's 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 stuff going on over there let's just say that there's stuff going on that's all i can say um but yeah and uh i'm looking forward to it though i i like i i always say like the thing i always want to reiterate is that the the people that work on the star wars projects are fucking generally speaking world class they're not they're usually not like the worst of the worst they're usually like really really good people that are sometimes taking even like a hit to work on star wars for their for their for their cv you know and uh some of them love it some of them don't some of them but they know what what the work is it's not like not it's not like they're bad because the production has issues it's not like they do bad work because there might be an asshole or two involved you know what i mean and uh, that's what's important to remember that if these people are suffering to bring us this really, really good work. And, uh, you know, and if you want to be a jerk and you're like, well, I didn't like a shot in Kenobi. Imagine if it wasn't the best people in the world making it. Imagine what that shot you don't think Kenobi would have looked like. Oh, we can see that. <laughs> see that. I think it's there. I, it's a mean <laughs> clip, but I do enjoy it. Someone uh-huh. put out the, the Kenobi chase sequences to Andor. And it's like, the TIE fighters blowing with all the ricochets and Andor, and then it cuts to like just the side view of the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. look, that is that is 100% director's problem. That's that what a director's how, supposed to That's how it that was is, directed. Yeah. 
yeah. that's how it was. Yeah. So like you, you got that's a director's problem. I sorry, Deborah Chow, but that that's your that's that director looks at that and goes, come on, guys, like you know, like that's not we're not doing this. <laughs> but they did it. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Yesterday, the, the <laughs> almost looked like space bells, right? Like we could say, it almost yeah. like a space ball shot. Like, like it's like it's like okay, that's a take. That's I I I think I think um actually too. I don't think Joby Harold did a bad job of writing that that script, but I do think that Joby Harold likely wrote they're being chased, and this is what it was. And I don't think he took into account what that means in Star Wars when you do it, because in Star Wars when you do a chase, you are implying a sequence, and when you show it as being anything less, like in, when you do it in Empire Strikes Back. When the Falcon has a sequence with some breathtaking, it's like going fucking up and turning over like asteroids and shit. You're like, whoa. And then it does have those same shots. Like I could do that. I could pull the shots from Empire where it's like the same shots, but it's it's after we had those operatic moments with John Williams music right. swelling and then that you have that and it's okay. But, but at the same time, I don't think uh, I, I think that was a learning experience for everybody for the for the world because we all grew up with this stuff just always existing for the most part. Most of us, you know, weren't forty six when Empire came out. You know, I'm gonna say though, Jason, after the sequel trilogy for this crew, you've mm-hmm. you've learned enough. You know, yeah. like you know, you got two seasons of Boa Fett of, of Mando. You, yeah. You've learned. You've learned. Like. I need the people who get the learning to be in charge. Yeah. I want the people who 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 took away from the learning more than the folks who are like, hey man, you know, working it out. You know? Well, like I the, don't know. the uh the uh, films don't have any of that problem. The, like for, generally speaking, it's the uh it's the uh it's the uh right. TV shows that are like, well, oh well, you know, we actually can't do a sequence where they're being chased by this. We don't have that, but that in our budget, we don't have the the, the means to do that on this one. Cut and to 2D the animation. Point. Like they should go to the holiday special route. Just cut to <laughs> they they what what they really should have done was they should have just been jumping from light speed out of light speed and then being caught and then jumping again. Like they should have just pulled that trick. That that old Battlestar Galactica trick. Well, you know. There was a fan film short back in like nineteen ninety-nine called Bounty Trail. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm taking myself back here. But Bounty he trail. went and it was a Boba Fett thing that basically goes down to a planet to find like a Jedi, you know, whatever. But um, they went the creep show route where all the the stuff that would require the visual show? effects, chase oh, sequences and, and landings. They went like with the comic book page, like where it went to the drawn panel to panel, you know, like and it, and it did it fairly like, look, it's 1999, okay. but they did it fairly well. Like they did it better than yeah. I think modern shows would do now, like. Like they actually drew some real shit and it looked pretty good. Like it wasn't janky. Like there was some effort being put into that. So um, I'm not saying that that would work in big budget, you know, Star Wars TV. But like this is the thing, man. If you're gonna do low budget Star Wars, don't like just do it in animation or something. You know, like just don't do it because fans aren't expecting low budget Star Wars. You know, they're just not, especially when you go, hey, here's this character you loved 30 years ago, coming back one more shot and we're going to do, do you know what I mean? And we're doing it on a budget because we're proud of ourselves. This is not the time for the budget. Like cancel a Pinocchio, get rid of one of those neat Nat Geo fucking things where some Marvel character actor runs around with them around the globe. Oh, but looking, what if I mean, it was Will Smith? Uh, you know, he's done enough. Don't you think? Okay. <laughs> you know what? He's done enough. 
Sometimes parents do understand, and us parents think you've done enough, Will Smith. Yeah, I was good after Hancock. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I was. Yeah. We're we're fine. So (laughs) I was good. I was. I wanted him as Superman, but I got that. So okay, you know, there we go. Yeah. Whatever. I'm like, you know, season one through three of Fresh Prince, and I think it's time. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, James says, I'm guessing we'll get the Ahsoka trailer at Star Wars Celebration 2023 in London. At a guess, that's a good guess. I would say that's a good guess. Um, Unlike Migs, um, but it's very uh, accurate, more accurate than mine recently. (laughs) Um, As the truth says, a game site had an article entitled, Can Jedi Survivors Survive Star Wars Fatigue? Uh, and or Mando $20 Fortnite skins and a mobile game is enough for some people. Yeah, that that whole the whole Star Wars fatigue thing is um not really usually handled very very smartly. There are there there's like it depends on the the medium in which it's released. Like you can you have Star Wars fatigue for the action figures? You can. You could overfish that that market. Films, you could put out too many films, you could put out too many shows, but these things don't aren't all the same thing, and they're not even always the the uh, same. I know people who don't really care about the films, never really have, but love the action figures. Like we're we're a, we're a weird bunch, and uh, and it's more complicated. <laughs> you talking yeah, about Sam? Sam loves it all. Sam loves it all. Um, uh, no, oh, Meg, so you know that's why we don't like insert Star Wars movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah, Any Cool News was like an interesting like example of people, some people who wrote for them that were like moving on to becoming like more standard film critics. And, and Drew McQueenie. Yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah. like his, I like, I like Drew, and I like his, I like his yeah. stuff, and like, and but there like comes a point where like, yeah, you know what, like I'm not about this anymore necessarily. I, I, think he, I think he found it though. I think he, I think he ended up kind of re-embracing it with his children later on. If I, if that's from memory. I could be wrong. Yeah. His first step though, his first step towards doing that was Superman. So like Drew McWee back in like 2001 ish, whatever, 2000, 2001, he got a hold of the JJ did wrote like a scriptman for a Superman movie called man of steel. Like, and where at the end it's revealed Lex Luthor's also an alien. Right. And so Drew reviews the scriptman. <laughs> fucking internet rages right so the first times i've seen the internet rage at something they've never seen yet like i'd seen the rage at the phantom menace but that's after they'd seen it right no one was raging before it came out right so uh anyways long story short that movie goes through scream rewrites and then the director doesn't the director mcg was going to direct it didn't want to fly so mm-hmm. movie's canceled yeah. it's gonna start henry cavill of all fucking things weird weirdly enough yeah, but when Superman Returns comes out, right in two thousand six, he goes, "I wish I never got like complained about that J.J. Abrams script because this mm. is like this is like he felt like that was them reacting to the fan reaction, so they made this most safest, you know, like temp like we're gonna get the Richard Donner theme back and we're gonna make it sort sort of like a continuation, but it, it isn't. It's just." just one of those weak sauce films where he was just like i wish i'd never said anything and never gotten involved (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like bravo dude like who else i'd never seen that at a point where someone was like masha just shut up you know like let them make what they were going to make and then review that because the the watching a studio react 
to the internet is what the rise of Skywalker is for me. It's the Superman returns like, Oh great. We're just going to try to address every fan gripe on the internet versus making the, just make the thing you're going to make, man. Like this is pointless or make a better version of what you're going to, whatever. But like trying to check off a list, Look, we got a dark Ray and we got Kylo with his mask back on. So masks are back on and Palpatine's back. Everyone loves Palpatine. You know, it's like that, that is not, that ain't, <laughs> we knew it. We got a new bad guy. We got Palpatine, but he's like falling apart. <laughs> like his face is, his dick is falling out. You yeah. know, <laughs> like Dan Aykroyd from Nothing But Trouble. But like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meg says, Judge me by my size, do you? Yoda to Yaddle, 90 BBY. Probably. I mean, obviously, Grogu didn't get here. How do you, how else do you think Grogu got here? But that's the. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up doing something weird, like uh, like fucking Yaddle laid an egg and fucking Yoda sat on it, and then that was, that was so that that well, didn't fuck. <laughs> Fox News Fox News says Yaddle came here on a caravan of courage, like he oh. got, <laughs> got, oh. yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's one of those. Gotta protect those borders, man. Gotta protect those borders. Yeah. Space borders. Yeah. <laughs> Space borders. <laughs> is that like a is that like a bookstore? Space to borders. Be fair, to, uh-huh. Well, they're doing all right. But to be fair, the last Starfighter did have the frontier, which was a giant spaceport. I mean, he went right through it like any other wall. Like, like, cool. You know. It's hilarious. They just went through it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. They turned it off and then went through the frontier. My bad, my bad. There was a space wall in the last Starfighter. It's hilarious. Like, how how do you construct space wall? <laughs> Meg, not mind the child is. The baby you will keep. Bye. <laughs> <You know that. laughs> all right all right we did it i'm gonna go take a nap i don't feel that great now i i I, i'm coming back though i'm coming back i I tried to i tried to do this yesterday i tried to do this yesterday didn't get anywhere but today we got here we we got somewhere uh through the thanks to everybody for supporting the uh, channel uh everybody had a, a good holiday gear um wear those masks be careful it's it's coming and and just for the record, when um, I was trying to figure out what the lineage is of like how I got it and where I got it from and stuff like that, I saw I was like doing like all the math. There was like so many weird places it could have came from for, for me this time. What like, have you like, been doing? <laughs> like no, like 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 my my daughter's friend had it. Like this other person, like who I know, like you know what I mean. All these people around the kids, me, the kids got it. family yeah, members basically. and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. people had it. So it was just like you know. So uh yeah so but it's 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 gonna get uh it's gonna get a little bit hairier too there's there's a there's a, a better variant that's coming out when I say better I mean worse for us so uh yeah it's gonna be a good time so be be safe you idiots because it's oh. I saw Avatar three times masked up so I'm good like I did my part I saw it I saw it a second time uh, before I got sick and uh, I I didn't get to see it in 3D I saw it like regular and boy I gotta say um. I, I I like Avatar in 3D. I do not like Avatar not in 3D. That's just me. That's just me. Like it's I designed I, for 3D though. Yeah, I know exactly. I I don't yeah. when it's not in 3D, it loses everything for me. Yeah. And uh, when it's in 3D, uh, I'm I'm a fan. So hopefully they uh, bring back 3D or do an update so I can watch well, my old Blu-ray quickly. They they don't have to not bring it back at least in the theaters because the one thing Cameron and them did that was pretty smart back when the 3D thing was taken off was they he lobbied like. Dolby and all these cats that make the projectors to make them so that any projection now can do 3D or high frame rate. Like any theater can. Every one of their systems can do that. They don't need some special fucking... Yeah. All the screens have been 
all the screens have the fucking silver bullshit. So like they can all just turn on a fucking theater if they need to. You know, it's not, it's not a big um, deal. Star Wars makes us get well soon, Jason. Remember that no matter what they say, you to boss, who to boss, you to boss. And remember Yoda man. That was the Yoda man was, was the ad campaign. That was real. That happened. Yeah. yeah then, I know uh, Jason. Let's, let's oh, not remind me before I forget. Cause it will eat me up. Um, all these articles are saying like Lucasfilm did this brave thing with Willow by incorporating rock music, bringing music into it. Uh, you guys see fucking strange magic. They did it before and it didn't work then. Just saying, just saying, I, I had to say that. Now I said it. I'm okay now. Um, Don says the Vatigas <laughs> work with on the sea. I haven't had bad respiratory, but headache and fatigue is my, is, is what's getting me. What's getting me this, this, this shit. So yeah, everybody be cool though. And uh, Nick, I'll see you on Fortnite in a bit. If you're, if you get on, let me know. Nick says, Rob, I love you. Jason says, Jason, I love you. As a true, I love you. Everyone, I love you. What about, what about, okay. Yeah. You did say you love Rob. And I was going to say, uh, Don, Don said the, the problem is I love everything. And then I was going to say, Lamp. I was going to say, Hey, look, that means somebody loves you, Rob. <laughs> Or I like I have a problem. I like everything. So somebody <laughs> likes friends you. like these. Don With friends likes like you. these. Yeah. Don likes you. <laughs> so, All right, everyone. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see everybody tomorrow. The plan is to see you tomorrow. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, Rob. Let's say bye. bye, Rob. Bye, Rob. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.